1: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
2: It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, April the 18th, and what a painful, painful weekend of Phillies baseball. If the Phillies Never play another game in Miami again. It will make, I think, every Phillies fan ecstatic. Can we make a rule? You know, just forfeit the games. Save us the time. It's always going to disappoint. What a house of horrors Miami has become for the Philadelphia Phillies. It doesn't make any sense, but for some reason this team just goes to Miami and and just wilts and falls apart. And it's year after year after year after year. They go to Miami, lose three of four after the disappointing series loss against the Mets. Another disappointment in Miami as the Phillies just get handled, in all honesty. You know, the the bats woke up for one day on Saturday and otherwise just handled for four three of four games, just uh uh, an incredibly rough, so, uh, rough showing down in Miami, and a you know look where you know we're ten games into the season. You know, far from freaking out personally, I'm sure there are Phillies fans who are freaking out. Um, you know, we talked before the weekend about you know the Braves weren't over 500 till, over, till August last year, the Nats a few years before. We've seen it so many times. I'm not gonna freak out, but it certainly was a massively disappointing weekend in Miami, and it's certainly not. You know, it's not just something you totally gloss over. Obviously, I'm not concerned uh, based on the 10 game start, but they're certainly disappointing so far, and certainly not living up to what we had hoped we would see from them. And there are things to to be concerned about. We'll get into it, but Girardi, I think, is a a massive, massive concern for this team going forward. As of course, you know, Wheeler's velocity issues and. Um, you know, just the strange lineups, the inability to get things going, the fact that there seems like there's no life with this team right now. It's it's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch. So, I'm not panicking, but I understand that Philly's fran- fans are frustrated right now. You know, we came into this season expecting one thing and it has been the other. You know, and, and certainly it has been... Unexpected to see this offense struggle consistently. You know they've had a couple explosion type games, but for the most part, just a a real lack of offense on a consistent basis for this team. As you know, outside of the ten run game on Saturday, they score three, one, and three in the other three games against the the Marlins. I mean, that's not that's not going to come close to cutting it. And yeah, the Marlins have some good starters, but it shouldn't be this bad. And yesterday getting smoked by Alicia Hernandez. I mean, that that was ugly. It was an ugly weekend for the Phillies in Miami. There's not much positive to take out of it. We'll go through the three games. We obviously talked about the 4-3 loss on Friday. A bummer of a loss, and that one kind of fought back a little bit. But just, you know, the bat's just not enough. Harper really the only thing going, and Harper... For a lot of the weekend, you know, it was nice to see Bryce have a good weekend, but you know, outside of that, it felt like in the games they lost, it felt like it was Bryce and no one else really bringing it, and uh, and that's a recipe for failure. <laughs> it's not going to work out, as the Phillies just, um, again, just a really, a massively disappointing weekend in Miami. You have to feel, you know, uh, certainly down about the Phillies after, you know, how we expected the season. Again, I'm preaching patience i'm preaching not freaking out but i understand i get it I'm, i'm you know for it's one of those things we talked a lot going into the season about how you know it's okay to believe and you know give this team a chance and all that but but we're phillies fans and we've been through it for over a decade now so it's it's hard to believe something until you see it with your own eyes until you remember that it can happen and it's much easier to look at the Phillies and say, "Oh, they're the Phillies," and right now they look like the Phillies. You know that team we know. So I'm not freaking out season long yet, but I'm I'm certainly not. Again, um, I'm not giving anyone crap if they are, if they are frustrated or freaking out because I get it. It it uh, same old story, same old song and dance. You know, it's just uh, it's been an incredibly frustrating start to the season, and this team is really, again, it just it feels so familiar. you know? <laughs> It feels so familiar for this team to go to Miami for a weekend and just come up incredibly small. Uh, it just it jives with what we know of the Phillies the last few years. It feels right. Feels like we're home. Feels like we're back to where we're supposed to be. And obviously, incredibly frustrating. And and it should be. It was a it was a bad week in baseball. Let's dive into the games. Then we'll dive into more of the macro stuff as we go. Um, Friday game just done from the jump, really just had no chance in this one, one of those games where you just felt it. You felt like they had no chance the entire game as they go down early in the first nothing, and, and never look back. The Marlins never look back. They get two in the first, they get two more in the second to make it 4 nothing. Then they put up three more, uh, two more uh, in the fifth and then one more in the sixth. It's 7 nothing before you know it. The Phillies would get a run on a Nick Castellanos home run in the eighth, but that was nowhere close to enough for this team, obviously, as Zach Evelyn just did not have it. A rough outing for Eflin, four innings, four earned runs, gave up six hits, one walk, just didn't have it, and was handled some nice hits, some seeing-eye hits. It wasn't like he got completely crushed. There was no bombs, but it was just a lot, of, a lot of paper cuts, a lot of hits, a lot of doubles, a lot of triples, a lot of singles, all that good stuff or in this case, bad stuff, um, and uh, just gets picked apart. And then uh, and Nick Nelson, you know, star of the comeback win against the Mets, less good in this one, two innings, three earned in this one as well. He struggled. Andrew Bellotti and Juris Familia did pitch clean uh, innings, or at least Bellotti, um, yeah, clean innings at the end there, but not enough to, uh, to matter. Offensively, the Phillies just completely inept. Nick Cassiano's the home run late. Reese goes two for three. That's about it. 0 for four for Harper. 0 for five for Schwerber. 0 for four for Camargo. 0 for three for Stott. Just unable to get it going. Alec Bohm not in the lineup, but of course, pinch hits gets a hit. Batting 7 14 coming out of this game. But why wouldn't you play Alec Bohm? You know, on offense, it's not hitting, but no, let's not play the guy who's batting 7 14. Sure, makes a ton of sense, Joe. We'll get to Girardi. Uh, yet again on uh, on Saturday, they finally score some runs. Uh, Boehm in the lineup, DHing, um, and goes two for three, with three RBIs and a run, no biggie. Bang seven hundred coming out of this game, but the Phillies do get the bats going in this one. Thank goodness, as uh, they jump early uh, on the Nationals, get out early. It's two nothing at the end of the first, three nothing in the second, five nothing in the second, six nothing in the second, eight nothing in the second. As they pour it on in the second inning. The first inning, I bump sacrifice, fly, and then Harper steals home. They called it stealing home. It wasn't really. It was a throw to first. Two Marlins collided, and Harper took home, but they gave him a steal home. I won't fight it and at the end of the year when we're looking back at those numbers. Sure, give Bryce all he can get. Uh, Matt Veerling in the second, an RBI double. How about it? Welcome to the 2022 season, Matt Veerling. A Harper RBI double made it 5 nothing. Alec Boehm, another RBI, a single, made it 6 nothing, And then Yoan Camargo, a double. Makes it 8 nothing in the second inning. You're feeling good. They cruise from there. Castellanos adds an RBI hit later. Uh, Alec Boehm, another RBI sack fly. The Marlins scatter a couple, but nothing close to enough. Ranger goes five innings, two earned, six hits, three walks. Ranger was not great. He was not sharp or crisp, but Ranger was definitely good enough to get the job done to keep them in this one and, you know, keep that lead. So nice to see Ranger gets the job done in the bullpen. was very good. Sir Anthony, a clean inning. James Norwood, another clean inning. Bailey Falter goes two, gives up one run, but it didn't matter. They went 10 to three in that one. And, you know, thank goodness. God, did we need that one, especially in hindsight when you look at the weekend as Sunday was the one that was a real, a real bummer. Look, they both were. The the Toulouse, Thursday, Friday start the series. You now, in their best cases, you split. It's just a. A kick in the you-knows. Um, and then they bounce back on Saturday, and it's like, okay, thank goodness. The Phillies, were are back. And then they come out Sunday and just crap the bed again. I mean, just a disastrous showing on Sunday. They go down early, and they stay down. Four runs in the second inning. It's 4 nothing before you know it. Another in the third makes it 5 nothing. In the fourth, they tack on two more, and it's 7 nothing before you know it. It never got close. Harper, Homer in the fifth to make it 7-1, but then... LeMond's out on two more. Another Harper RBI makes it 9-2, but then it's 10-2. Ultimately, it ends 11-3. to Just a another bad performance from the Phils in this one. Harper, the only guy who really got it going. Harper goes three for five with a couple RBI in a run. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, a good game, two, two for four. Schwarber had a bomb, too, just smoked one into right field. But other than that, just nothing, nothing from this team offensively. We'll get to the Wheeler part of it, but offensively, you know, coming out of this game, you look at it, um, JT batting 294, not too shabby. You'll take it. You know, an okay OPS. Harper starting to turn it on. 216, 333 OBS, 486 slugging. You know, not where you want him, but he's starting to turn it on a bit after the slow start. Castellanos has been pretty good. Castellanos, 324, 405, 595. So Castellanos, the thousand OPS. That's great. Veerling not great. Veerling batting 143, a 190 slugging. That's not going to get done. Hoskins. So so, 258. The 395 OBP is nice. Schwarber still struggling with the 139 average, but a nice game there. Segura, you know um, the numbers themselves. You know, Didi's batting 265, which looks good, but he's got a 306 on base and a 324 slugging. Three, so again, like a six plus OPS. Didi, don't let the batting average fool you. Didi has been bad from an offensive perspective. Not good defensively either. Alec Boehm um, batting 636 coming out of the weekend with a 588 OBP and a 818 slugging. Camargo's solid, but the average on 269 and obviously not much outside of that. We'll get to the pitching, but but the DD thing is interesting because, look, the way this team has been offensively, this is you know a team that's supposed to thrive and survive and dominate based on their offense, right? I mean, there's a team that will win, will live and die as their offense takes them. And obviously, to start of the season has not been close to good enough. And you got a guy in Alec Boehm who's batting six eighty six or six thirty six. All the dude does is hit. And I know he's a brutal defensive player, but man, Girardi's only started him a couple times. Like, man, if it's me, I am putting Stott at short and I am playing Boehm at third. Dee's got to sit. I mean, Dee is a, a a horrible baseball player right now. And look, Stott hasn't been amazing. You know, give Didi and Stott... Like, honestly, I think Bohm should be playing more than DeeDee or Stott right now. And that sounds crazy, considering I know how bad defensively he is, but this team needs runs, they need offense, and there's is one of the few guys in this lineup who has hit all season long. Every time he's got up there, the dude has been locked in offensively. They need offense. They need runs. They need offense. I-, I get it. I know the defense is going to kill him. We're going to be frustrated with Bohm, but he certainly needs to play more. you got to get something going a little more. This lineup is just... Not carried their weight on a consistent basis, day after day. They've not done enough so far this season. And Alec Bum's one of the few guys. He's banked six thirty six. He's got like an eighteen hundred or thirteen hundred OPS or whatever. I mean, uh, what are we doing? Or what are we doing? Let like, uh, let Alec Bohm play. I mean, we got to at this point. And I like young Camargo. He's a nice player. I'm excited he's a Philly. He's a good to have, but he should be playing every single day either. I mean, Didi is is a super below average baseball player right now. He doesn't have to play every day. Like mix it up a little bit, Joe. And I guess a good time to talk about Girardi. I can't believe how bad Girardi's been this year so far. You know, we all came in kind of saying, "Oh, Girardi's bad." You know, not a good manager. You know, hopefully he's better with some better players, but. I just don't understand his decision-making on a, on a night-to-night, day-to-day basis. It, His decisions for who to play and who to sit, his decisions of when to pull pitchers and leave the mound. I mean, the Zach Wheeler thing, let's get to that yesterday, was, it was mind-blowing. I mean, he just left Wheeler out there to die on the mound. It was so clear that Wheeler was cooked, that he didn't have it. His velocity had dropped by like five miles an hour. He was throwing like 92 and Girardi's just leaving him out there for seven runs. What was he doing? Every single person on Twitter, on social media was like, Girardi, why are he still out there? What's going on? Why is he still out there? Like, This was not like a, a Monday morning quarterback type of thing. This was an in-the-moment. Every single person watching the game saying, what are you doing, man? Are you asleep right now? Are you actually awake while this game is happening? Because I can't tell, bro. I can't tell if you're awake during this game. Is he trying to get fired? Is he going in this year saying, I'm a lame duck manager, just fire me now, let me figure out my next step? Is that what's happening? Because he's managing that way. That's what it feels like. I mean, I just talked about the bone thing. I mean, that that's such a strange thing that he won't get this guy in line. We know he's over-reliant on veterans. Indeed, he's his guy and all that crap, whatever. But the pitching stuff, I mean, him leaving Wheeler out there was... was uh, I mean, among the worst managerial decisions we've seen in a while here, just in terms of just letting this guy languish out there when he clearly didn't have it when it's a guy who's already in like a spring training type of thing anyway where he didn't get to get to his normal innings to work his body up. You already know that he's going out there less than he normally is, and then you just kind of watch it and let him just, just die out there. I, I mean, it was it was astounding to watch and with so many moves this season with his decision and when to remove starters with his decision which relievers to use in which spots for how long to rele- to use those relievers to leave them in games like I, it's been horrible gerardi's been horrible there is seems to be no rhyme or reason to his decisions it seems like he's super willing to give up on games real quickly and say this ain't our day let me use whoever you know, doesn't really fight for a win. Is clearly way over reliant on certain players and certain veterans. I mean, Girardi has been one of the worst things with this team so far. And this is a team that looks. There's a lot of blame to go around. If you want to say, you know, what's the biggest reason the Phillies have struggled? To find they're four and six. You know, they're not one and nine or whatever, but they are four and six. But but you you know, you could point to a lot of things to say why they're one and why they're four and six, why they're not better so far. And, you know, a lot of it, as normally in baseball, it does and should come back to the talent. You know, I've said many times, I don't think a manager costs you that many games or wins you that many games. Like, ultimately, yes, players got to hit. Players got to be better. You know, if guys aren't hitting, that's going to be a problem. But even with that in mind, even with agreeing that the, the players themselves bear the largest amount of blame for this, even with that, I've been... Just shockingly unimpressed with Girardi. And again, this is coming in with not expecting much from Girardi. We've watched him in the last two years. None of us have been impressed with Girardi. But it, it seems like he's gotten worse. I don't even know if that's possible. But it seems like he's gotten worse. And the Wheeler thing yesterday was high-level bad stuff from a manager. Again, every single Phillies fan watching the game was thinking, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? This guy didn't even have spring training. He didn't pitch in a single spring training game. And his velocity is down five miles an hour as we're watching it. We're seeing it happen. Were you blind? Are you not checking the radar gun? Do you have no idea what's happening to your pitcher on the mound in the game that you're managing? Is it just not paying attention to it? It makes no sense. It was such a clear move to pull Wheeler. And I know it's a bunch of games in a row and you're going to Colorado and you're going to need relievers. Like, yeah, all true. Whatever, man. It doesn't matter. Your ace is out there dying. Your ace is out there clearly unable to, to execute at a level that he needs to execute at to stay in this game. And he just leaves him out there. Let him go back out for the fifth. It was crazy. Crazy. It was crazy stuff, man. It was wild to watch. Every single Phillies fan watching knew that it was a disastrous decision by Girardi. Just a mistake. And there have been so many of them. Which guys to go to? I mean, his bullpen selection has been mystifying at times this season. His lineups, as we talked about, mystifying. Giving JT off the days he's gotten off. The whole won't play Alec Bohm thing. And I get it, he's bad defensively, but, I mean, Didi is a zero offensively. So many of these guys are nothing offensively. Like, yeah, you got to balance it a little bit. Booms hitting, play the kid. Why do you hate rookies? Why do you hate young guys? Why is Johan Camargo playing every day? And I like Johan Camargo, but that's not the point of him. What are we doing here? I mean, Camargo's a perfect example of a guy who, if he plays too much, will get exposed. He is a really nice player. Winning teams have Johan Camargos. Those are the type of guys who are on winning teams, who fill holes, who are late-inning replacements defensively, who can get you a nice pinch hit when you need it, who can give you a nice spot start when you need it. Those are super valuable players to have on your team. I love that Johan Camargos is a Philly. If he plays every day, he's going to get exposed. He's he's 28. He's been in the majors for a while. He's not an everyday third baseman. He's a nice player. I really like him. I'm happy he's here. But Girardi, it's like the reliance on him because he's a veteran. Or whatever. It's just infuriating. And Joe Girardi, you know, really. Again, there's a lot of blame for why this team has struggled so far to go around. But Girardi, high on my list personally of where where the blame lands. I've been incredibly, incredibly, incredibly disappointed. And again, again, this is going in. Expecting to be somewhat disappointed in that I don't think Joe Girardi is a good manager. So just a um a tough weekend in Miami. And now we get to go to Colorado. Not like we've had any issues there lately, right? I mean, yikes. A Colorado team that's played really good baseball at the start of the season. They're like six and three. So you know. Phillies need to go handle business. It's a massive series early in the season. Again, it's it's early. And as I said, I'm not paying in two games below five hundred. You know, not get carried away, but Man, tough weekend. Uh, we'll look at the schedule and say, quickly, speaking of bad managing, just to to mention it uh, in case you missed it over the weekend, Joe Madden, uh, uh, Down a run, decided to walk Corey Seager with the bases loaded. And then up backfiring. and they lose the game. Said he did it to jolt his team or whatever, but, I mean, what are we doing? Corey Seager is not Barry Bonds. Joe, uh, I mean, I don't even know what to say. If Joe Girardi did that, then everyone else would be with me, and, and they'd be calling for his head. Just a massively stupid thing to do. I mean, and you had to know it was going to backfire. And the jolt your team thing is is crazy. Um, Corey Seager is not very Bonds. I think we all know that. So um, I, Joe Girardi gets off this weekend from the dumbest managing move because Joe Madden did that. The Joes had a bad weekend, um, but anyway, I just had to mention it because you know it's only the third time it's ever happened, and it was pretty silly and pretty wild. But um, the Joes don't don't be a baseball manager named Joe right now. That's my opinion. As a Bad stuff is the Phillies now have lost five of six after winning three or four to start the season. Not great. Not great. They head to Colorado again, a three game series in Colorado, eight 40 tonight, eight 40 tomorrow night, and then a three tenner on Wednesday before their first off day of the regular season. And then they come home for a seven game stand against Milwaukee and Colorado. So Colorado, will play seven of their next 10 games against the Rockies, three in Colorado, four here in Philly and then they go to New York for a series of the Mets after that. As after that, they'll have seven of the next ten against the Mets, seven of the next nine. So it's it's going to go three in Colorado, then they come home for three against Milwaukee, four against Colorado, and then seven of the next nine against the Mets as they have three in New York, two at home against Texas, and then four at home against New York. So big series coming up. And look, a, a lot of home games here too as they've got three in Colorado, three in New York, but then other than that, the next... Uh, 17. So 17 of their next 23 games are at home. 17 to 23. That's massive. That is huge. This team has a real opportunity here. Like, get off the schneid, get back on a roll here because, you know, they need to. And again, I, you know, the Braves last year and all, but the Braves were a team that have been to the playoffs before, have won games, they know how to do it and stuff. This Phillies team still has to prove that they could do this, that they know how to do this, that they find ways to win games, that they can go on a run, that they can play from ahead, all that stuff. So they still have a lot to prove where um, I'm not panicking yet, but I need to I need to see something from this team. And it starts tonight in Colorado, a big spot too for Aaron Nola, right? I mean, Nola's been a disappointment this season, right up there with the biggest disappointments on the team. And again, you know, not that it's unexpected. We know who Aaron Nola is, but still, you know, you want more from him, um, and you know that he can give more. You know that it's in him to give more. Huge one tonight. Again, they've lost 5 of 6. They just got beat 11 of 3 yesterday. They just lost 3 of 4 in Miami. You're going to Colorado. Nola needs you tonight, bound a big way. Nola against Chad Kuhl tonight. Tomorrow we get Kyle Gibson against Kyle Freeland. The Kyles going at it. And then Zach Eflin and Herman Marquez on Wednesday for the day game, the 3 tenner. Um So... Just a massive spot. It lines up really well where you need to put up some runs. You're in Colorado. This is where runs happen. You uh, no excuses offensively after this one, right? I mean, they need to handle business. They need some wins. They need to get back on track, and it has to start in Colorado. So it's a big, big, big series. And having no onnills seems appropriate to start. So um, let's see. Hopefully, Noah can go out and bring in Colorado because they desperately, desperately, desperately need to bring it. Either way, whatever happens out in Colorado, obviously, we will react to it all and hopefully it's better than what we've been reacting to from this weekend as it's time to turn on the Jets a little bit. Let's uh, let's win some games because it's been a frustrating start to the season either way again. We'll be back to talk about whatever happens tonight, tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies
1: Today right here
2: on the Phillies 24-7 Network. It's 24-7
1: now. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.